Hi, it's Nivuyo Luata here and I love your podcast. Welcome back to season 2000. My name is Ndombi. Thank you so much for lending me your time, your minds and your ears. I actually was supposed to be releasing another interview as a continuation of series Three titled The Ones Who Are Made With Color, but I decided not to. I decided that I'm going to be giving you guys another one of my book reviews. Today I'm going to be book reviewing. Today I'm going to be reviewing a book titled Above and Beyond, coming out of the common uncommon. This book was written by Divine Karen Yamulamba. In fact, it's quite a fresh book. It was published on the 7th of March in 2020. And yes, I know you might be asking yourself, where have I ever heard or seen this name before? And you've heard this name on series 3.2 of this very podcast. Um, Divine joined me as she was talking about uh, a writer's journey to publishing, to finances, her whole life in general. And if you would like to know more about her, please do refer to series 3.2 before you listen to this episode. But before I get into the reading, in fact, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a blurb and then we're going to get into some reviews from the previous book I reviewed. Two lovely ladies read this book and they shared their own feelings with me and I will be sharing them with you today. But let's start with the blurb of Above and Beyond. Divine Karen Yamulamba is a survivor amongst the seven miscarried babies by her mother, Kamin Kamwin. That pivotal story in Karen's life has reminded her of how regardless of all odds, she can overcome any adversity or trial set before her. She has a talent for both written and spoken word. Understanding her responsibilities, she has merged them into one and has become a poet of note. Her gift has given her the platform to speak and move audiences of all age groups and ethnicities. When she is not exercising her gift, the 22-year-old, now 23-year-old, Congolese prodigy studies to complete her postgraduate degree in international relations at the University of Pretoria. This is one book I'd like to describe as timeless and ageless. It can be read over and over and over and over again. Personally, I've read it three times already. Um, anyone of actually anybody from any age group can also read it. It is gender neutral. It's just an inspirational and motivational book that is based on a true life story that literally rises above and beyond circumstances. When all hope is lost, this book will help you find it again. But before we get into a chapter read, let me share with you some reviews from the previous book I reviewed. Two of my closest friends, well, one is my cousin and one is my friend, read and reviewed the book titled The Secret Lives of Babasegi's Wives. And I'm so excited to have them on my show because they shared the exact same feelings that I had when I was reading. But let me not talk any further. Just listen. Hi, my name is Lydia and you're listening to Season 2000. The book The Secret Lives of Babasegi's Wives kept me at the edge of my seat. It's a complete page turner. The book describes in detail the lives of four women married to one man, the events they have been through, and 
what they expect of the future. It also describes the arrogance of a man, his desire to have children, and interestingly, his inability to control emotion and reactions. I had no idea what was coming next, and I hope you take the time to read it. Hi, my name is Esther Shuping, and you are listening to Season 2000. Um, the book, The Secret Lives of Baba Segi's Wives, was very enticing, very exotic, and so out of this world, hey? And I really, really enjoyed it. I found myself unable to let my mind get off it. Even if I was busy, I would always want to finish it off and just find out what's going to happen next. And I really like something that is unpredictable, you know, something that will just get me off the edge. Yeah, I like that. And it was just that to me. And about the book, really, to me, what it showed me was that women actually have more power than we actually can see. And what and more than way more than we society actually give them credit for actually so now babasegi's wives actually had his life in the palms of their hands and they made him live in the illusion that he actually wanted he wanted the dominance he wanted to be a king you know he wanted to have all of that and be all above them basically he actually wanted to be their god but at that time and point he couldn't even figure out what was happening right under his nose and all his wives all of them each and every one of them had a secret kept from him and something big something that he valued something that thought he made him a man and he got all of that stripped away from him and you know that was a very very sad realization but actually men want this um dominance you know to to rule and they want all this power but what women do these days is that they actually give them what they want. But if you want to live in an illusion that you are a king and you are almighty, then have that. And in in, a, in actual in, instance, you're not even that. Yeah, I don't condone what they did. But all I'm saying is that it shows the amount of power and the amount of control that women actually have. And the extent to which they are willing to go to keep secrets. It's scary. All right. Thank you so much to Esther and Lydia for sending in your lovely voice notes. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, just send through your voice note and you will find yourself on some future episode. I don't know when those will be released, but soon they will be released. So back to Above and Beyond. This book is, I would put it in the category of motivational books. But motivational books that don't just come with a bunch of quotes, but come with life experiences to back up those quotes to truly show that those quotes are not merely cliche but can actually be used in practical life to help you but i'm gonna now bless you with a chapter read from chapter two this book is approximately a hundred pages but all a hundred pages are worth reading over and over and over and over again so let me let you in in a little bit of the book and then we'll talk more about it. Chapter two, make your move. It starts off with a quote from the poem, Mama Never Told Me, written by Divine Karen herself. I quote, there are many ways to become a failure, but never taking a chance is the most successful of them all. 
Close quote. The lessons one can learn from my mother's testimony are countless in number, but for the purpose of this chapter, I choose to center the moral of her story on the importance of making your moves as strategically as you would in a game of chess. Funnily enough, just like some people have watched the whole first season of Grey's Anatomy and assumed one night of binge-watching was enough to replace seven years of practice in medicine, I too thought that watching movies like Knights of the South Bronx, Life of a King, or The Queen of Katwe would instantaneously equip me with the, quali- with the qualities of a chess prodigy. I'm one of those people who have not watched Grey's Anatomy at all. And I am in a medical degree, so... Hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Yeah, right. We never clicked. Either because I got crushed or fell asleep. Nevertheless, the 64 checkered board game taught me a few things about life. I'm one of those people who also can't play chess, guys. Wow, I need help. <laughs> but I'm sorry, let's continue. I'm gonna be inserting myself in each and every one of these paragraphs, okay? But let's continue. You see... Just like the players in those nerve-wracking tournaments hated the idea of shaking hands with their opponents, my mom also came face-to-face with her rival, perhaps even her worst enemy, disappointment. What's impressive is how she chose not to retreat, and if you flap a few pages back to my intro, you will see what bold moves she had to make to face the music. This is where my point comes in. I want you to know that you can either choose to pawn off your failures on your problems or you can claim your checkmate by staying in the game. Simply put, you can either withdraw from battle because things aren't going your way or take steps that will propel you to victory. A lot of people who aren't familiar with chess, like me, (laughs) find it odd that players invest so much time thought and energy into a sequence of less than 30 moves. But on the chessboard, as in life, it is less about how quickly you finish and more about how cautiously and intensely you make your moves. I call this the act of manifestation. The verb manifest, as defined by the Oxford Dictionary, is to appear or to demonstrate. There will be no showdown if you're not willing to show up. Listen to that. There will be no showdown if you're not willing to show up. The sole purpose of this book is to cheer you to come into sight where you are least expected to show up and stand your ground. What I'm about to read is one of my very, very favorite quotes from this book. And there's so many of them, guys. I, I kid you not. I have four pages back to back of quotes written down. But this one just stands out for me. Your inner greatness is a gift from above. But are you willing to stretch beyond the common so that you can meet the daring version of yourself you were too afraid to embrace? If you're ready, stay with me. I just need to take that in for a moment. Okay, let's carry on. (laughs) There is no value in a dream that is stagnant, no hope in a hero who is dormant. Nothing can be changed if nothing is done. That craving to reach higher places will only be quenched when you start feeding it with passion and action. How many of us feel like we have this great purpose in this world? We don't know what it is. It's just in us. And we don't know what it is. But we just keep waiting. And we don't explore that purpose. Divine here is talking to you. Oh, that was my insert, by the way, if you didn't get the voice change. But let's continue. No matter how overprotective a parent may be, they know that their babies must from time to time come out of their prams and play because those adorable munchkins will never know what it's like to grow unless they begin with little crawls. Life is like traffic. 
in constant motion. When the lights of your dreams turn green, it's time to release the brakes and step on your accelerator. Delaying your destiny is not waiting on God. When he instructs you to move, he expects you to follow. Not in a single verse of the New Testament have I found a disciple that made Jesus wait after he told them to make a move. A lot of us, including myself, still have a long way to go to learn the art of trust in the midst of hesitation. The voice that is calling you to advance is more reliable than the one keeping you where you where than the one keeping you where there are no results. Now listen to, guys, just listen. The voice that is calling you to advance is more reliable than the one keeping you where there are no results. Sometimes the only way to move on is forward. I am not ashamed to confess that through my own indecisiveness, moving ahead or behind the schedule of Christ are two grave mistakes I've made in the past. Why do I say so? Well, the will of God can never be outrun, so it is useless to try and race against it. Furthermore, another problem I struggled with was choosing to dwell in my pain after a fall rather than keeping up with the pace of his plans for my life. How many of us are still stuck on things that happened in 2017 or 2016 or 2018? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just you. It's also me. <laughs> but let's continue. It's not easy moving on when it's over. Often, we even try to dig out relationships or habits he once buried. But despite how difficult the healing process can be, we need to come to terms with not fighting battles God has already won. Don't be afraid to put your muscle to the test when your tendon has been tended to. I will win. Just listen to that right here. Don't be afraid to put your muscle to the test when your tendon has been tended to. I Brilliant writing, guys. Brilliant writing. Let's continue. Almost done. I used to think that opportunities and resources would catwalk towards me like models on a runway. But I was wrong. I love my little nest of routine. From Monday to Friday, I would stay home feeling unhappy about my life as I surfed through the electronic pages of my social media accounts. I would stalk other people and envy the outcomes of their bravery as I, their undercover wannabe, simply existed. Then I came to think of it this way. What's a good heart for without people you can express it to? What is intellect for without a platform on which to manifest it? We all want big results, but big results will require you to show up for the showdown. Show up for the showdown. The only way to achieve your most ambitious dreams is to to invest an ambitious amount of dedication into the pursuit. How much you commit yourself to what you're devoted to shows how bad you want it. No good relationship is achievable in an instant. It is built. No millionaire is established overnight. He or she is formed. It's all a matter of dedication. You've watched others go after their dreams long enough. It's time to live the thrill and chase your own. And that is it for the chapter read. Ladies and gentlemen, what I can tell you is that this book, first of all, is well written. A lot of people now, well, I search for that, honestly. I don't want to read a book that is so hard to read or just has poor grammar or whatever. But this book is well written. In some chapters, she makes use of um, 
metaphors that are just out of this world. In some chapters, there is um, alliteration, assonance. There's just so much flavor and dynamic to the writing that it will literally keep you going on and on and on and on. And just like Lydia said with The Secret Lives of Babaseki's Wives, this book is also a page turner. I literally read this book in one day when I first received it. The day that I received it, I read it. And then the next day I read it again. And as I was reading it the next day, I decided to sit down with a pen and a paper and write down a few of my favorite quotes. And I kid you not, guys, I kid you not. Like I said earlier, I ended up with four pages back to back of quotes from this book. That is just how good and motivational and inspirational it is. So let's get to those quotes. Now you might hear a bit of paper shuffling in the background, and that's because I am reading from the papers that I wrote on when I was reading the book for the second time, um, when I was writing down the quotes. And here's my first quote. It's from chapter 9. Chapter is titled, Hide Me No Longer. Quote, If your dream is as useless as you're trying to convince yourself, why are you facing insurmountable odds just to give birth to it? Close quote. That's all I have to say there. Another quote from chapter 12 titled, Lord of the Skies. If success drives you away from who you really are, then you have successfully failed. And this quote to me is very relevant because a lot of us start things, you know, in the age of digital entrepreneurship, YouTube, podcast, Twitter, Facebook pages, Instagram, you know, people start things with a pure intention. And then because Maybe they're trying to hold up to societal standards or maybe they're trying to get a bigger following. They lose sight of why they started in the first place and lose themselves in, in the opinions, in the needs and wants of other people. I myself am guarding heavily against it. But let's move on. This one is from chapter four. Chapter four is titled Intentional Coincidences. It says, your past is currently somebody else's present, and concealing the lessons you've learned from it is as insensitive as possessing a key that could unlock any type of shackle but throwing it away after setting yourself free. This reminds me of series 3.3 with Ferlo Nako, and we're talking about um, how each and every one of us is probably going through the same thing. But because we're not talking about it, because we're not having honest conversations and we're not receiving each other as honestly as we should with love, with patience, with kindness, none of us are healing. We just keep hurting. That's all. So we all have this key that we're holding that can help each and every one of our brothers and sisters in this world. But we're only freeing ourselves and not our other counterparts. My last quote is from chapter three. And chapter three is titled, It's Not What It Looks Like. Gone are the days where we draw breath from other people's validation. People-pleasing, guys. People-pleasing, seeking validation from other people. Something that a lot of us suffer from. A lot of us, many more people than you realize suffer from this, actually. Myself included. And I want to also refer you to a podcast by Yvonne Orji and Lavi something. I forgot her other name. But they are co-hosts on a podcast titled Jesus and Joloff. And they have an episode titled People Pleasing 
the unlearning. I think it's called people pleasing the unlearning. Yeah. Um. Please do go and listen to that podcast. I will be linking it in the description box of this episode. Please do go and listen to that podcast because it gives you a new perspective as to why people are prone to people pleasing. It was very life changing for me when I listened to it. This book, guys, honestly, I it left me speechless. There's not much I can say about it because it is quite short, but it has so much wisdom, so much advice, so much hope. You know what they say about small packages? Mm-hmm. Also, is it small packages? Big things come in small packages. I think like that. I think something like that. But anyway, this book is one that will change your life forever. If you've read The Alchemist, you'll like this book. Just that, okay, I'm not sure if The Alchemist is written based on a true story, but this book is based on a true story. So, if you would like to find this book, if you'd like to get this book, please head on over to www.psalmsofkaren.co.ca or DM Divine on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Divine Karen to find out how you can get this book. If you know me personally, I do have a copy. I'll gladly borrow you mine. And maybe I might be doing a giveaway because I do have two copies of the book. And it would be nice to bless somebody with this life-changing book. I'm so excited for all of you to read it. I'm so excited for all of you to experience this book. Trust me, it is a great book. I don't know when you'll be hearing from me again. Probably in July, probably in the middle of June. If I decide to just like pop up a new episode. But I am going to be busy with my exams as from the 15th of June. So maybe you might not hear from me as frequently, that is. And that's it from me. My name is Ndombi. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Until next time, stay safe, stay blessed and stay educated. I love you all. Mwah.